Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Home Wrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Monique, how are you this hey, week? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, as always. Lovely. Yeah, so what's going on with you? Oh, we've had a busy weekend. Very fun. I took our middle child shopping. Yeah. Back to school. Getting ready for the yeah. back to school. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I took him shopping and I got him sneakers that I realized I should probably get the next size up. So this morning I took him back to the Wait, store. Wait, hold on. You, what? I got him sneakers, but I realized I probably should have gotten the next size up. Okay. Because they fit him, but... I figured he'll probably outgrow them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. I was just a little confused. My, the moms understand what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So you, you got sneakers. This yeah. is yesterday. You went shopping with yep, him we yesterday. We went shopping yesterday. You got him sneakers, but got home, realized probably should have gone a size up. Yeah. So, so we went back to the store this morning. We went back to the store this morning. Okay. I'm clear now. So we're driving down our street. And as our listeners may remember, we live next to a cemetery. Yeah, we're across the street from a cemetery. You can't see any tombstones or gravestones uh, from our home. They're, it's separated by about, what would you say, maybe like a quarter mile, half mile of yeah, woods? Yeah, half mile of woods, maybe. Yeah. Quarter mile, yeah. And we're driving down our road, and there's some people walking, a woman with like a stroller and two other people with her on one side, and Aries goes, oh, that, there, that old woman got in a car accident. And I'm like, what old woman? Because... Nobody was old that walked by us. Yeah. And I ask him, what woman? He goes, the woman standing in the grass. She was in a car accident. And I'm just thinking, okay, <laughs> is he seeing so, a ghost? So you didn't see this? No, okay. I didn't see. I only saw the people walking. So he just randomly said this? Yeah. Were you guys listening to anything on the radio no, at the time? Nothing. Okay. So it was quiet. Okay. So I start asking about this woman. What did she look like? Well, she was old. What color was her hair? He said it was brown. And I'm like, okay. He said she was standing in the grass. I said, how do you know she was in a car accident? And he's like, she was hurt. And I'm like, okay. But it, it's like he, he just understood what mm-hmm. had happened. Now, most people will say it's a five-year-old. It's his imagination. Me, I'm like, he saw a ghost. Yeah. Because children are very open. That's, that's where my head things. went to. Like, oh, is he seeing stuff? Like. So as I get to the end of the street, I realize I forgot my wallet and my cell phone. So I had to turn around. Yeah. And I turn around and I ask, do you still see her? And he goes, yeah. So we're driving by. He goes, she just disappeared. So he saw the woman there and she just disappeared. Huh. Yeah. Because we drove by those people walking again. And I said, is it those people? He goes, no, no, it's not who, it's not who I'm talking about. I'm like, okay. So I said, honey, do you think you saw a ghost? He goes, no, it wasn't a ghost. How do you know? Because she wasn't all pale. (laughs) I'm like, okay. All right. But yeah. So again, I think a lot of people will say that it's a five-year-old's imagination. Yeah. But I think he saw a ghost. I would, yeah, I would say when you told me this, because you told me this a little bit earlier before we started recording. The look on your face when I told you was was awesome. What? And and it's you you said you forgot your phone and your and your wallet and everything and 
it's it's weird because I don't know why, but I came and met you outside with your phone and your wallet. I just happened to, for whatever reason, I was sitting with our two-year-old uh, on the couch and I was putting on an episode of Scooby-Doo or something for him. And I just had something in my head. I just went, you got to get up for a minute. So I got up and I kind of looked over and I saw your phone. I'm like, oh, Minnie forgot her phone. Oh, that's funny. And so I went and grabbed your phone and then I walked over to the uh, to the kitchen table and I saw your wallet there. I'm like, oh, she forgot her wallet too. And as I'm standing up, uh, I, I your wallet, you have like a little slot for your phone. So I'm putting your phone into the into the slot and I look over and I see you coming back to the house like, oh, she realized that she forgot everything. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. it's kind of weird how all that stuff was just kind of, anyway, everybody listening is like, so? <laughs> so your five-year-old is using his imagination. So your five-year-old uses his imagination and you... And Monique up. forgot something as normal. <laughs> so, well, anyway. Yeah. So that, yeah, that. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, I wonder what he saw. That's... I'm telling you, I think he saw a ghost. A ghost or a spirit or spirit. something. Specter. Yeah. Sp- yeah. It's just weird because he's never said anything like that before. And when we go on our, like I take the kids out for a walk every day that it's nice out. You know, if this, if it's not raining, we're going out for a daily walk. I take all yeah. three of our kids out and we walk on that road, like, you know, where you were driving. He's never said anything before. Yeah. I've taken him, we've, I've taken them through walks in the cemetery and he's never said anything before. So it's just kind of weird and random yeah i don't know interesting mm-hmm. very interesting And again it's weird because there was no older woman outside and when we yeah. drove by he like pointed out where she was there was nobody there hmm. yeah that's weird very interesting from the mouths of babes yeah right. yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. very interesting well if we have any more occurrences we'll have to we'll keep our listeners we'll keep posted. the listeners posted yeah, yeah absolutely so we did something fun this weekend yesterday, right? We, yeah, uh, we were, were busy yesterday. Yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday. So yesterday was Saturday. And yeah, we, we had a pretty busy day. You went shopping with, uh, with the five-year-old for, for back-to-school clothes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but before that, early in the day, we got up kind of early. Uh, well, I mean, we always get up early, but we, we got an early start on the day and we decided to take a trek up to Portland, Maine, about an hour and a half away from where we live. And we went to the International Cryptozoology... Zoology. Jeez, I messed it up. I was trying not to. The International Cryptozoology Museum. Yes. In Portland, Maine. That place was interesting. It was pretty interesting, yeah. Well, let's explain why we went there. Okay, go for it. I... We did an episode on Bigfoot. And I wanted to do more research about cryptids in New Hampshire. Are there places we can go to see for ourselves? I just wanted to see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And upon my research, aka DuckDuckGo search, <laughs> <laughs> looking things up, I saw that there's this museum. And I'm like, it's kind of far to take the kids, but... Oh, it's an hour and a half. Let's do it. Let let's take a drive up to Maine. So yeah. I proposed it to you, and yeah. you said sure. And <laughs> I mean, what am I going to say no to that? It's pretty yeah. cool, you know. I mean, it's basically one floor is just like Bigfoot stuff. Well, mostly Bigfoot stuff, but it's yeah, it's, yeah, it was neat. Well, I mean, it's the only 
museum of its kind. Yeah. So there's nothing else in the world like it. It's a one of a kind thing. Now, I I didn't have huge expectations. They have a website. You can go to it. It's cryptozoologymuseum.com. So you can go there and check out that website. You can they they give you a rundown of what's there and everything. So I didn't have like huge expectations or anything like that. And I figured something like this, it's kind of fringe. It's not really mainstream, if you will. Although a lot of these topics now are becoming more mainstream. It's still, it, it's not where people like you and I would like to see it be. Yeah. So there was a lot of interesting stuff there. There was casts uh, that were made uh, of, of the footprints from... California that were the the famous Patterson Gimlin Bigfoot footage. Yes. They had the Patterson Gimlin cast prints, the actual ones that were that were made from yes. that day that the film was taken. They have the actual cast there. That was pretty cool. Or they say they're the actual cast that they that they were donated to the museum. There's there's different like hair samples of things that are alleged to be cryptids. Mm-hmm. And and cryptids and cryptozoology, we should probably explain what that means. Let's so cryptozoology, it was a term that was coined. I got this from there, from the Cryptozoology Museum website. Cryptozoology, it literally means the study of hidden animals. And I'm Greek, obviously, the Golden Greek, and I speak Greek. And if you break down that word cryptozoology, it literally, that's what it means. Crypto comes from the Greek word krivos, which is to hide. And zoo comes from the Greek word zoo, or animal. So it's literally the study of hidden animals. That's what cryptozoology is. And I guess this this term was coined back in 1947 or 48 by Ivan T. Sanderson, who wrote a couple of articles about, I believe he was writing about sea serpents, Mm -hmm. hidden sea serpents, and he came up with the term cryptozoology and called it the science of hidden animals. And then after that, uh, a gentleman by the name of Bernard, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name correctly, but Bernard Huffelman's is the one who popularized the term. I feel like we're in my big fat Greek wedding with the dad. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, everything comes from a, the Greek root. Give me a word. Any word, and I show you how the root of that word is Greek. Okay? Yeah, yes. Uh, but no, yeah, the, it, it was pretty interesting, some of the stuff that they had there. We saw... The, they had they had a copy of the VHS baby the the movie yes, baby that we did. talked about yeah <laughs> so so that was kind of neat we'll have to put pictures that we yes, took on, on I took our pictures yeah we'll put we'll put some pictures on the website they had some very interesting artwork yeah some of the the artwork they had was really cool there was when you're walking in so let me start off I set the bar pretty low for this place considering like the information on the website I was like ah uh, because I tend to get really excited over the littlest things. Yes, you do. But that kind of sets me up for disappointment. And I thought, if I just set the bar low, I won't be disappointed. And I wasn't. No, I I wasn't either. I I was actually pleasantly surprised because like I said, I wasn't expecting anything extravagant or, or, and if anybody, and I would recommend anybody that has an interest in the subject, even if you don't, just go check it out because it's kind of a cool thing. It's affordable. I mean, it was what for for the four of us to go. It was twenty five dollars. Yeah. It's not like it's gonna break your bank. They have a cool little gift shop. We got a couple little figurines. We got a stuffed the little gift shop was toy probably the best the, part. <laughs> yeah, we we got a stuffed little uh, Bigfoot toy for our for the uh, two year old and 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 our five year old got something too, and 
we got we got a little Bigfoot figurine and yes, a, and a, and a little Mothman. Mothman figurine to to display in our home. Uh, so it was pretty cool. You know, it's not going to break your bank if you go there. And if you have an interest in this stuff, there's a lot of neat stuff that's there. There was um, there's a couple of like pictures of uh, what's the guy's name? Josh Gates. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people that you see on like the History Channel, Discovery Channel, and like Finding travel, Bigfoot, yeah. Travel Channel, all those kind of shows. They've all been to this place. They've all donated some kind of items. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty neat. There's and a lot of cool cer- stuff. They've had certificates of authenticity also with certain items as well. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, for what? Uh, it was up in the Bigfoot section. Things that were donated. So it was like notarized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they had, Yeah, there was like an affidavit signed yeah. for like a hat that somebody wore in a TV show or something. I, I can't but remember. But there was something else like in one of the... Bigfoot cases. I think it was with one of the foot castings. I forget now. I took a picture. Yeah, we we took pictures of everything. Yeah. They're they're pretty particular about you not taking close up photos of anything because they said it's copyright infringement or something. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. It's like okay, but you know we respected their wishes. We just didn't zoom in on anything. But we you're allowed to take pictures. You're just not allowed to zoom in on certain items. I guess yeah. is the way they explained it. To and I us. guess I understand that with a lot of the artwork. Because that's yeah, somebody's yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, I guess. Work? But I, I mean, know. you're displaying it in a museum, so I'm not really sure the legalities of this kind of yeah. stuff. But we, we, that that's their rules. That's their expectations. We yeah. followed the rules. It was it was fine. So with this museum, they had some neat stuff. They had it was a snake skin on along the wall. Yeah, this is something that I'd never heard of till we got there. Yeah, it was. They called it Wally. Was it Wally? Is that I what it was? Yeah, it was Wally. They called it Wally. It was the it was a giant snake that they found this giant snake skin and they had the snake skin on display in, in a case hanging on the wall and it was like ten feet long. And they said it was found by a, like a sheriff and sheriff's deputies, I believe. They found it on the shore of, of the river up there, a river or lake up up in Maine. And and they're calling it Wally, like the sea snake. And it has anaconda DNA because they tested it. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, what the heck is an anaconda doing up, up in Maine? Maine. It's, yeah. it's a, that's like a snake you find in the rainforest of South America. And you think, did somebody take one as a pet or smuggle it in and it got loose? That was my it, first it, it's thought. It's got to be going yeah. somewhere to stay warm during the winter. That That's the only thing because obviously yeah, it's reptiles. Not gonna, but yeah, 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 it was like a very big pretty good quality shed from the snake yeah yeah it was, it was pretty neat to see again we're we're taking turns looking at things because <laughs> with the kids yeah it's hard yeah. to focus so keep an eye on them i'd look oh, at yeah. something while alex watched the kids and we'd switch and go yeah. back and forth so yeah so there were there were a couple things that i, I may have missed or you may have yeah. missed because of that we weren't unfortunately not unfortunately i always love spending time with the kids but yeah. i mean we weren't able to give our full attention to some stuff. Immerse ourselves. Yeah. Into yeah. So I'd like to definitely go back at without some point the kids, without so the kids so we can actually, attention. yeah, just pay more attention to stuff and really like spend more time. Like I wanted the, the, the lady that was there, there was two people working there. There was a, a, a younger girl uh, who was in, in charge of like ringing us up. And then there was an older woman who was, I don't know what, what you call her, like a greeter or something. I don't know. She she talked to us for like a good five minutes, but yeah. she talks to everybody that comes in, asks, oh, how, are you interested in cryptozoology? And then, you know, we'll, you say whatever you're going to say, and then you have a little conversation with her. She was really nice. Like, she seemed like she knew 
her stuff too. A couple of the things that she was talking about, and I overheard her talking to people as they were coming in. I think we spent more time there than anybody else that came in before or after us because it seemed like people just kind of came in and Look, yeah, looked well, real quick and left. Here's the thing with that place. It's really small. It's not it's big. It's long and narrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind two of floors. part, it's like the back of a restaurant and like above a restaurant or something. There's like, because yeah. where it is, it's um Thompson's Point in Portland, Maine. Yeah. And it's like these, like a building and they're all kind of next to each other. So you walk into a restaurant and you keep going to the back and then it's on the other side. So there's two yeah, entrances. Yeah, and they have, they have artwork and, and news articles and magazine articles about the museum and about the museum's founder, who is Lauren Coleman, who anybody that's into cryptozoology or anything like that knows that name because he's been on a bunch of TV mm-hmm. shows. He's written a bunch of books, a bunch of articles. He's been on radio and podcasts and everything else. He's been around forever. He's and if a, you didn't know about him, you will when you go to that museum. Yes. I mean, he founded the museum, so obviously he's got all his findings and all his stuff there. And there's a couple of TVs that are set up that have him... Giving you like little, narrating information. Yeah, giving you nar- uh, yeah, nar- thank you, narrating and inf- and giving information about different displays and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, there's articles and mag and stuff like that about him as you're walking down the hallway to get to the entrance to the museum, and then, uh, like we said, we get in, you get greeted, you pay for your admission tickets, and then they give you the rules of the museum, mm-hmm. and then you know if if you're interested and the and the lady can tell you're interested, she'll have a little conversation with you. So she was pretty nice. Like yeah. she was, she was cool. I would have liked to have just kind of shot the breeze with her a little bit longer. But again, we're sitting there with two kids, and it's, it's hard difficult. because They're it's cramped. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and as yeah. people are coming in, you don't want to be in anyone's way. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it doesn't take very long to go through, but I guess it depends because there's so much stuff and there's so much to look at and read. I think in general, most people just kind of glance at everything and they kind of take it all as the sections that they are. Yeah. But if you actually stop and look at each and every individual item that's there, yeah. There's you some could hidden spend gems. a very long yeah. time. I mean, I was, we, I kind of walked by and then I stopped and I went back and they had a, a display case of all these really cool coins of cryptids. And they had like these Bigfoot coins and some were silver and some were gold and some were copper. See this, I missed. I missed this entirely. You told me about it after. I completely missed this. Yeah, they had like stamps, so cryptid stamps that were made. I saw those. Yeah, yeah. those were cool. Some of the stuff, I'll be honest, it just seemed kind of junky, like almost as if it was there to take up space. Like, Well, so- it's it's a museum, so yeah. they're going to put... I mean, the Smithsonian has stuff too like no, you know, I just understand. like old toys and yeah but collectibles it almost looks like, things like, like that. they got them at flea markets or something well if you think about it if you're and putting it, together no, a museum and displays where are you going to find this stuff yeah but it was just like it was almost like a little too much so i can understand how it gets overwhelming to look at everything individually like uh, i think you really have to have interest to I, be able to stop and look at everything and find it because there was a little thing about dinosaurs which yeah. i guess you could say people will argue if they are real or not yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's another show. Yeah, that that is another show. But <laughs> I, I found it interesting that they had it there. Yeah, and yeah. there was a display on you know the creature from the black lagoon and you know those types of sea monsters, if you will. Yeah, like universal monsters. But and then stuff as like you that. kind sure. of move yeah. over, it's more of like. You get Talking. to the good stuff as yeah. you get. Yeah. I mean, like I think champ, it's. Champ, one of the sea yeah. monsters. Yeah. Like Champlain. Yep, yeah. The champ sea monster. Yeah. I mean, 
I think it's kind of one of those, it's almost as if looking back on it retrospectively, it's kind of well done the way they put it together because it almost kind of eases you into the, the really serious stuff with stuff like dinosaurs, which every little kid learns about Mm -hmm. and has seen movies and cartoons and TV shows and stuff like that. And, and then it kind of eases you in and then slowly you're getting into the more serious stuff and then you get up to the second floor yeah. and then that's where you see the Bigfoot cast and you and see Yeti all the information. Yeti and all that kind of stuff and then you see the Mothman display. Oh my and goodness. You see my all favorite that was kind of the stuff. poop display. Did there was a poop display? You, How could you miss it? It was over by Mothman. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I admit, uh, th- That's why I got to go back. I must have spent five minutes looking at all the different types of poop. It's like fake it. poop, but it has little cards with every animal. So you see like a white deer, a rabbit, dog, cat, like bear, like all no, these I different mi- animals in nature. Completely missed and this. And then like there's one and it's Bigfoot and it's this like giant thing of poop. Yeah, no, I can't I'm, believe com- you missed that. Yep, missed this it entirely. Like, it was amazing. But yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> Okay. They had stuff on um Mothman, which I thought was so awesome. Yeah, Mothman's awesome. There yeah, are I displays there of uh, how can I explain it? It's like things people made. So it's not artwork in terms of like a painting, like but it's not necessarily a sculpture, but it's like materials used to create the display so they had like this yeah. big mothman display yeah 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 that was neat. um I saw that. they had some other things what was it the um dover the dover demon dover demon yes they had that dover mass not new hampshire they had a few other things but i was excited about the mothman yeah for sure mothman mm-hmm. they had some good stuff very very, very that's cool. another episode yeah that's another episode we'll do a, a whole episode on yes. that or a episode or two, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I missed that the 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 scat display. Yes. Is that what you would you call it? I guess. Yeah, I completely missed that. I, interesting, but that's why I said I would like to go back again. Not not anytime soon, but maybe when the kids are a little older, or if we get a weekend where the kids maybe stay with the grandparents or something like that. I don't know. Oh, honey, if we get a weekend where the kids are at the grandparents, yeah, we're, we're doing prob- something else. Yeah, so we're, we're not going. Yeah, we're probably not going to go to the Yeah, we're not going to go to that museum, museum again. But anyhow, definitely recommend going and checking it out if you're into uh, cryptozoology in, in any way at all. And go and spend some time there. There's a lot to look at and a lot to take in. Like if I said- If you can go without your kids, if you have kids, maybe- Get a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that way you can take your time because I think if it was just Alex and I at the museum alone, we'd probably be there for two hours looking at everything. I mean, we were in there for a good 45 minutes. And like I said, there were people that were there when we, that that walked in ahead of us and they were gone by the time we got to like halfway Mm -hmm. through the first part of the museum. And there were people that came in after us who were gone before we left. Like people were just kind of in and out quick. I feel and like I think part of that is because it's so small. You feel like you need to kind of get through so you're not in the way of other people, but Maybe? I don't know. I never felt like I was in anybody's way cuz there's enough room to move. Yeah. There's enough room for multiple people to be in there at once. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know. But if remember just... we're in a day and age where most people don't want to have to talk and communicate with other people. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true Close too. quarters. So, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, definitely go check it out. It's uh their website again we'll put we'll put this in the show notes too and on the website it's uh, cryptozoologymuseum.com and you can find out more about the founder lauren coleman.com is his website and he's got a lot of interesting stuff on yes. there as well like i said he's written a lot of books and mm-hmm. 
magazine articles and website articles and stuff like that. So, And also you can go check out their gift shop. So if you don't live in the area where if yeah. it's too far to drive, go online and check out their gift shop because they yeah, have some, some cool stuff awesome stuff. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to get the, we talked about this already, we're going to have to get a, we like Christmas ornaments for our Christmas tree. We get all kinds of like different stuff and they have a, a Bigfoot and a Yeti ornament and they mm-hmm. were sold out they were sold out and they I, were sold out i saw those and i'm like i want those they're sold out yeah i was like that's totally we need those yes we, we oh, have gosh. to have those <laughs> if, thank goodness we have self-control because we could have yeah. walked out of there spending like a thousand dollars oh geez i'm looking at all the books yeah. and the dvds and something like, okay i want that i want that mm-hmm. that that i need that one i want to read that one and yeah just yeah. it's yeah, really there's, hard there's a lot if, there's if a you lot have an interest in it then it would yeah. be hard not to spend money there. Yeah, you'll, you'll go down a big rabbit hole. So, And from what I understand, they're nonprofit as well. So they take Correct. donations. So yeah. whatever you give their way, if you're into that, go check out the museum, check out their gift shop. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So now the one thing that we were a little bit, I want to say we weren't not disappointed, but we were hoping to see some stuff about New Hampshire cryptids That's because part of why i wanted us to go yeah. but before we get into that why don't we take a moment to hear from our friends so you want to take a break yeah all right let's take a break and we'll be right back hello i'm julian star and i'm matt spectro otherwise known as tarzan taylor are you a fan of new england are you a fan of professional wrestling then truth Justice and the New England Pro Wrestling Way is the podcast for you. Where we get in depth and not only discuss what happens in the ring, but out of the ring as well. Every episode is going to feature a brand new guest strictly from the New England Pro Wrestling scene. Not just wrestlers, managers, referees, ring announcers. You never know what's going to happen. Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way is the only podcast that will guarantee 100% the truth. And there's a 50% chance of that. New episode every other Wednesday, available on all major podcasting apps. So we were talking right before we went to the break about how we were kind of surprised that there weren't any displays or much information about New Hampshire cryptids at the International Cryptozoology Museum, just because it's in Portland, Maine. Yeah. So you think there'd be... Or even like Maine more with... I mean, there's like a little bit of Massachusetts. Yeah, a little bit. But, but nothing. I was I was a little surprised. I mean, who knows? They might expand. Yeah. I mean, I th- maybe I believe we it's, missed it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't see anything. Yeah. But we were we were definitely hoping to get some information because today's episode we were gonna be talking about cryptids in New Hampshire yeah. since that's where we live. So we figured. And you did a lot of research on this, and you were talking about stuff, and I thought I was pretty well versed in this kind of stuff <laughs> not an expert by any means but I, I, at least if you mentioned that i could talk a little about something you were bringing up stuff i'd never heard of in my life so i'm gonna let you take the reins on this one all right and just yeah I, i'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna take over the driving on this one because you found stuff like i said that i never even heard of before so why don't you go ahead and start us off all right one of the first things that came up when I did my research on New Hampshire cryptids were the devil monkeys. and The devil monkeys. The devil monkeys. And if you look at a sketch image, it looks like an angry baboon pretty much. All right. So these creatures are about three to eight feet long. They look like primates, kind of baboon looking, but they have 
a longer snout, kind of like a dog muzzle. And they have long black fur, but they have white streaks from their neck down to their belly. They have sharp claws and pointy ears. And they're known to kill livestock, pets, and small animals. Do you have so, a picture of this that I can see real quick? Oh, if you don't have it right there, forget, show me after, but... Okay, I'll show you after. Okay, let's try it. We'll, we'll get a picture and we'll put it on the, on the website as well yeah. so people know what we're talking so, about. So these devil monkeys have been um, up in the mountains, but I guess also in wood wooded areas as well. Mm-hmm. And they're known to just, I guess, creep in the woods. Why, why are they called devil monkeys? I think because they look kind of sinister. I don't know. Have they ever attacked people? Were there any stories like that? I haven't. I could not find stories where they actually attack people, but they've gone after people's like pets and dogs and things like that. So they're like pests. I guess. So one of the theories, one of the thoughts is that a feral monkey escaped from like a circus or something and was living out there. I mean that's totally plausible. It is. I could I could see that happening. It it could be some kind of horrific scientific experiment gone wrong. Uh, okay. Maybe a little less likely. Um, <laughs> it, it could just be that there's a breed of creature out there. I mean, think about it. We have dogs, and then yeah. we have wolves. We have coyotes. So they're yeah. similar. There sure. could be a type of monkey creature out there. I'm not saying it's impossible because you can't rule anything out, but I'm going to go with it's probably an escaped monkey from a circus. That's what I would think. And who knows, just over time through battles with bears or <laughs> whatever, it maybe got a little deformed or something. Who knows? Or it bred with some other weird looking or, thing. It bred with like a wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah maybe. Who knows? It's possible. <laughs> or, or the description that was given was given by somebody that saw it at night. Or something, well, you know. It's weird you never because know. I've looked at two different pictures. One looks like a vicious, evil baboon. Are these sketch drawings or yes, actual? They're sketches. Okay, so there's no actual photograph. No. Okay. And the other one, almost, it's weird. Like it's very slender, long, and it has like the face on it. I'll have to put this on the website because yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. thinking of it makes me giggle. But it it has like Jeez. this. It's almost like Curious George bred with a dog that bred with a sloth. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay, <laughs> but that's kind of what the picture looked like. All and right. when we post it, you guys can tell me if you think I'm right or crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to see these. This is great. It was interesting. No, it's it's a New Hampshire cryptid, I guess. So yeah. it fits the it fits the bill. Now, one cryptid that came up, which ah, I I don't I just don't know. Okay. The Dublin Lake Monster it's the, from Dublin, New Hampshire. The Dublin Lake Monster. Yes. Where is Dublin, New Hampshire? I've never even heard of Dublin, New Hampshire. I think it's like north is of it, us. So it's like probably north? like a small town up north somewhere. Kind of okay. northwest. Uh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so there's a lake up there and there's a supposed lake monster? Yeah, so they have a lake that's also known as Dublin Pond. Okay. It's like 240 acres, I believe, of water. And some guys went scuba diving back in the 80s and one of the divers went missing for a few days. So they end up finding him right off the shore and he was unconscious. So when he came to, he was talking about how he saw some type of sea monster that looked like a giant eel. Now, that's the 
only actual story. I've, I've read stuff where people went looking for it and people talk about it, but that's the only quote unquote witness. The only sighting is that, of a yeah, guy that who I went missing find. for a couple of days when he came to. So he comes to, says that he found, he saw a big monster. Yeah. That looked like an eel. So I'm just thinking, could you have actually seen an eel? Or maybe you were hallucinating because you had some kind of medical emergency underwater. I don't know. I'm thinking the guy got lost underwater or something, lost his pal. And if he was missing for a few days, obviously he didn't eat or drink much in those couple of days. He's probably delirious. That's my thought. Mm. Yeah, he could be hallucinating or, yeah, delirious talking. That, that would be the rational explanation i think and the fact that nobody people you said people have gone looking for it, nobody else has spotted one no, or seen it i just yeah. me looking i couldn't find any other valid stories not and i feel like that one isn't even that valid so i don't yeah, know there's a lot of you, you can poke a lot of holes there yeah if you if, i don't know if i'm missing something let us know contact me because i'm interested interesting yeah. okay any so so that was the the dublin, dublin lake, lake monster, monster. okay then we have the Woods Devils. The Woods Devils? Yes. What is it with all this devil stuff? I don't know. I don't think of New Hampshire as a very satanic place. Well, okay. I'm gonna, we're we're going to take a little sidetrack then. Okay. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, when I was growing up, there was a church. I may have... Did I take you by this to show you? Because we used to live by it. It was called Devil's Church. It was like a whole urban legend kind of thing. It was basically, it was a small church. And when I say small, I'm talking like the size of our living room. This place was tiny. wasn't big at all. It was a small stone church. It was abandoned. And I don't know when it was abandoned or whatever, but by the time I had actually gone and seen it, it was covered in graffiti, broken bottles, broken glass. It was just, like I said, a small stone Mm -hmm. church. It had to have been built in like the 1800s or something. It was really old. And like I said, no windows or anything like that. No furniture inside, nothing. It was stone. It was it was a stone structure. It was called Devil's Church because allegedly the urban legend was that they would, people would go and do satanic rituals there. And like I said, there was, you know, Satan lives and Satan rules and pentagrams and stuff like that. Spray painted all over it. We walked by it, right? Yes. So you know what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. I remember. Because yes. I was trying it's to flash back to because that was a long time ago. Yeah. Because yeah, they were doing like construction or something, but it's you been brought torn me over there. Yeah. Yes. But it was there for many years. And like I said, it was, it had to be over a hundred years old. And yeah, it was called Devil's Church. Well, it's like New England. Anything that's not normal is considered the work of Satan. So <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, it just kind of you said New Hampshire's not really known for that, but that was just something that was an urban legend when I was growing up. And my friends and I actually went there when I was a teenager. We went there, and one of my buddies actually climbed up into the rafters and was hanging from the rafters, like literally hanging from the rafters just because he liked climbing stuff and whatever. And we just, we went just to see like, what's the hubbub? Like, what's the, what's so bad about this place? And it literally was like, and we went at night just to try to get the full effect. And it wasn't scary. It was literally just people spray painted in there and broke bottles and there was just broken glass everywhere. You know, people would go drink it, I'm sure. And that kind of thing. That was never my thing when I was a kid. And we just, we brought a bunch of firecrackers and we set off fireworks inside of this, abandoned church there was no religious symbolism anywhere no icons no nothing nothing like that no crosses anywhere 
you could tell it was a church just because of the way it was, you know, there was like an altar and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I can't remember, see, I don't want to say what it was because I, I did research it when I was a kid. Like I looked up, like, what was it? What did it used to be? And it was a church. I can't remember if it was an Armenian church or it may have been a, a Romanian church or something mm-hmm. like that. But it was a church where people would go and, and have a service, you know, and they would, they would worship and do their thing, right? And it, it became abandoned. And like I said, kids just took it over and trashed it and destroyed it and everything. But I think, the, would, ca- I, I think it's the Catholic church. It wasn't their church, so it's evil. Yeah. Let's label it. Yeah, who knows? Possibly. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was just weird. But anyway, that was a thing. So back to New Hampshire cryptids. Let's get back on track. Sorry about that little sidebar. No, no, that's okay. So <laughs> the Woods Devils, these are primarily found in Coos County, New Hampshire. All right. Witnesses have described them as being kind of ape-human-like, very, very tall and very thin. And from what I've read with the descriptions people have given, to be that tall, if it was a human, they wouldn't be that thin. Like their frame, it just wouldn't work. Are they hairy? Yes. Gray with thick fur. They can move very quickly and they have a piercing loud scream. Now, some people have said, could you have seen a Bigfoot? And they have been trying to compare it, but others think it's its own different thing. And I thought that would be in the museum because it's compared to Bigfoot. Are there lots of sightings of this one? Are there a lot of reports of it? Uh, Yeah, I read quite a few. Huh. Now, one person said that they were in the woods and they heard like branches snapping. So somebody was walking in the woods and they turn and look and there was nothing there. And they'd walk and then they keep hearing it. And then they turned and they saw it. And, you know, with a description very similar to what I gave. And just kind of was like, okay. <laughs> it seems like some, some witnesses have said that if you see them and you watch them and they know that you're looking at them, they'll scream really loud at you to try to scare you away. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I'd never heard of these before. Another eyewitness said that it's like they'll hide behind the trees. So if you walk, trying to walk around it, they'll try to stay on the other side to stay hidden. So they they try to stay hidden as much as possible. Huh. Mm. But it's... How how far... Are any of these sightings dated or anything like that? Yes. Um, Yeah. Some go back to like the 50s and some go back to 2017. Oh, so we've had so we have a range, sightings. yeah. We have oh, a wow. Range. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of surprised that something like that wasn't mentioned. Now, were there pictures at there, all? There Anybody was heard? a picture I saw, but it was kind of tough to really like an actual see. photograph, yeah. not not a drawing. No, a photograph. But it, it was. It, I felt like you couldn't really tell what was there. Hmm. Speaking of, it, it just I know that the Bigfoot excuse me, the um, Bigfoot video they had playing at the museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Patterson-Gimlin film. Yeah, it it was like the full video. Yeah, it was like zoomed in right on the uh, Bigfoot. And they have like the original because of the film, how it showed, but then they had it cleaned up. Yeah. It just came to mind. (laughs) Oh. And I wanted to mention that. I thought it had something to do with the... No, just because this was similar to Bigfoot and pictures and images and stuff. Yeah, but again... If it is a Bigfoot, could it be a different breed, if you will? Sure. So, yeah, could very well be. 
it's just a different type. Is there anything like footprints, casts, or any, like any, nobody's no. taken anything like that? Any like hair samples or anything like that that Not anybody? Not that I read, just eyewitness accounts. or scat samples. No, no. I, I always, I always found that funny that they take scat samples, yeah. but I guess. It's proof of something if if you can prove that it didn't come from an animal that we know about. So. True. Huh. Intre- yeah, and I've, it's another cryptid from New Hampshire I'd never heard of. Like I, like I said, I, I thought I knew stuff. I guess I, I don't know anything, apparently. This is, you're, you're finding all this stuff out yeah, that I've never, it's, it's never heard of. Is, that, do you have, is there more? There's one more I want to talk about. The puck wedgies. This one. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've heard of Puckwudgies, and from it seems more of like a New England thing, but I guess they've been kind of scat- scattered along the East Coast as well. All right. And there have been different Native American tribes who talk about them, and they have different names for them. But these guys are about two to three feet tall. They have large noses, large ears, and large feet. And according to the folklore, these guys can appear and disappear at will. They can lure people to their deaths. They use magic and they launch poison arrows and darts and they can create what? fire. Yeah. They're like little like mischievous beings that M- like to kill people. M- mischievous murderous yeah, beings? Yeah. They, they kidnap. They're kidnappers. What the frick? Okay. Yes. All right. So the Native Americans, I think in our area, it was the Wampano tribe. They believe that the puck wedgies were once friendly to humans, but then turned against them and are best to be left alone. Well, considering what they do, yeah, I I think uh, probably should leave them alone. And according to the legend, if a person annoyed a puck wedgie, it would be subject to its nasty tricks and it could follow you. So if you're out in the woods and you, I, from what it seems like the stories, like even if you just spot it, it will follow you. They like to lead people off cliffs. Some say it's like what? they can hypnotize you and make you very confused. But one of the big things I read is, yeah, they make people walk off of cliffs. Now, I want to know this. How would you know that a puck wudgie made you... How, how would we know that story? Did somebody get hypnotized by a puck wudgie and fall off a cliff and live to tell about it? Not that I know of. Right. This is the lore, the legend. Uh, they apparently have kidnapped people and they've also been known to follow people. I have heard stories where people talked about how they saw a Pukwudgie and then it followed them to their home and they'd like see it outside their window and like all these what? bad things would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. This is, th- okay, you've piqued my interest now. They, uh, they're very fascinating are there, and, has anybody gotten a picture of one? I've no, I've seen drawings. There Just was drawings, a picture okay. I found of what people thought was a dead puckwudgie. It was like a mummified kind of thing. Now, okay. whether it's real or not, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're mischievous, but like evil, mischievous kind of creatures demonic if you ask me yeah, if they're all about yeah. just trying to kill i guess humans. if you want to jeez be, yeah i like to sugarcoat things all right yeah wow a puck wudgie now and and you said these are native american legends that talk about these things yes so then obviously they go back hundreds of years yes 
So they've been around for a long time. Yeah, one of the uh, the Wampanoag tribe, the legend was there was this being, and I, I'm forgetting the name of it, but he, he created like the Cape area, and Cape like Cape Cod, Cape Cod area, okay. yeah, the okay. land, yeah, and that the Pukwudgies basically got jealous because the tribe, they liked him, they worshipped him, and they always wanted to help humans, but they'd always screw it up. So they realized that being bad and hurting people, they were good at that and it was better. The Pukwudgies wanted to help humans but yeah. couldn't do it right? Yeah. So they said, hell with it. We're just going to mess we're gonna with We're going to be instead. bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's more to the story, but I didn't memorize it. So I don't want to mess it up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very, very fascinating. Huh. And there was, we didn't see anything in the museum about nothing. I thought for sure because like part of the the story with that kind of godlike creature, if you will, that the Wampano um, liked uh, over the Pukwudgies, he basically grabbed them and he threw them and banished them. Um, so that's why they're scattered in different areas, and some died, but some survived, and they all went back to where he was but that could explain why it's so scattered where they explain like some say they're in mass some say they're in new hampshire like it's kind of spread out compared to a lot of these other things it's just one specific area okay hmm yeah interesting yeah very interesting leading people off cliffs yeah i want to do more research into the puck wudgie mm. And it's fun to say, Pukwudgie. It, it's kind of, yeah, it, it is kind of, it, when you first told me that, I'm like, what? What's that? <laughs> I thought you were messing with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised that that wasn't included in, in I some know. form I or thought, fashion Especially because I feel like that one's more, a little more popular. I thought for sure I'd see yeah. something, but no. I can see where the, the Dublin Lake monster, where they wouldn't devote anything to that. I totally get yeah. that. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that one, I, I kind of, discount that yeah. as like no and then like the other one the the devil monkey eh, yeah i kind of i can see them not wanting to put something like that but mm-hmm. the puck wudgie come on gotta have the puck wudgie in there yeah but they didn't but who knows maybe maybe mr coleman is working on a display that maybe maybe he's just researching it and he's trying maybe to get more he's information debunked it who knows could be but that was the other thing about the museum is they had fakes of things yes that's oh yeah that's right yeah good good call good call yeah they weren't afraid to point out some, some and comparing famous, yeah. fakes to alleged real ones yeah 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 so he uh, they had a couple of the the fake bigfoot casts mm-hmm. so that was pretty pretty cool to see just and, and they, they're clearly labeled these are fake yeah and they'd put them right above like the real one like like the patterson but, yeah one. it'd be like side to side fake yeah fake real this one's fake what do you think yeah yeah it was pretty neat mm-hmm. yeah so yeah there was a lot of a lot of cool yeah definitely go check the place out for crying yeah. out loud it's it's worth it it's worth a visit yes at least once in your life go check out the international cryptozoology museum yeah so was there anything else that you wanted to talk about in, in relation to new hampshire cryptids that's all i have for now that's kind of the most popular that i could find but that's why i want to reach out to our listeners If you have an interest in cryptozoology or if you're from New Hampshire or New England and you have information or am I missing information? Do you have anything else to add or is there another creature that you can tell us about? Reach out to us because 
I want to know. I want to know too. Yeah, for we sure. We want to know. There's, there's uh, <laughs> just, just based on the four things you told me today, I learned something new because I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. Heck, if you're in this area, let's go camping. Let's go find these things. I'm down. Wow. We'll take a field trip. Okay. We'll there. get a babysitter. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Uh, so yeah, definitely we'll, we'll do, we're, we're going to re- revisit the cryptids again. Yes. We'll, we'll, if we get any more information well, about New Hampshire cryptids for sure, we'll mm-hmm. check out Massachusetts has a lot of yes, different stuff as do. well. The Bridgewater I mean, Triangle. The Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. We'll do an episode on that. We could, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk so about Mothman. Stuff. Don't you worry. It's coming. Yeah. We're, we're going to have an, a Mothman episode as well or two or three. Who knows? That's such a fascinating thing. But we definitely want to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter. At Pod. Find us on Instagram. Homewrecker Podcast. Or visit our website. www.homewreckerpodcast.com. And definitely check out the website this week because we're going to have pictures from our mm-hmm. visit to the International Cryptozoology Museum. And we're also going to have pictures of the different cryptids that we discussed. Yes. So definitely check us out there. And as always, we ask that if you like what you hear, if you like listening to the Homewrecker podcast, tell a friend. Help us grow the show. Mm -hmm. We want to keep on doing this for as long as we can and for as many people as we can. So we appreciate your support in helping get the word out. And of course, give us five stars on iTunes so that way it'll help other people be able to find our show. And subscribe too. Don't forget to subscribe. subscribe. All right. So until next week, and oh, I'm excited about next week too. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. We are going to be talking about Alcatraz. We're going to cover the prison. We're going to cover the alleged escape mm-hmm. from Alcatraz. I went and visited Alcatraz several years back. We're going to talk about all of it. I love Alcatraz. And we're going to even talk about all the entertainment aspects that focus on Alcatraz. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about the Clint Eastwood movie and the 2012 Fox TV series that was awesome that we are currently re-watching <laughs> and that Fox canceled. Ugh. Someone's a little bitter still. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I really like that show. Anyhow, we're going to be talking about that next week. So definitely check us out next week. Again, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Hit us up on all our social media, visit the website, and until next week, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, and as always, I've been joined by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing... He's thinking about this, people. He's putting some deep thought in here. I'm trying to think of something I can say in relation to like cryptids. Hmm. Unique. Fascinating. Well, you found all this information about cryptids that I didn't know. So what's a good word for that? Hmm. Insightful? Hmm? Intelligent? I know how to read. (laughs) Literate. Literate? (laughs) In any event, my trophy wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the Home Record Podcast on the Wiretap Radio Network. You with your masquerading and you always contemplating what to do in case happiness found you. Can't you see that it's all around you?
Pacwa G. Pacwa G. Yeah. 